the FCS college football experience. Uh, CAA conference season preview and picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, we're also brought to you by Game Time. Yes, download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX. Uh, you know, get to get twenty dollars off. You got to get that. So CFBX for twenty dollars off. Uh, and remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, folks, this is Bud Foster. You're listening to SGPN. Let's let it ride. Football experience, C A A, the Colonial Athletic Conference season preview and uh, well season preview and picks. We're going through it. You know I love me some C A A. Shout out to thirty eight oh two in the chat saying "Long live Colonial." Yeah, we're not doing that other bullshit. All right, get out of here. You're rocking with Dundee. All right. Yes, you might be wondering who, who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes, we are talking the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Conference. Fifteen teams these days. Whoo, whoo! Thought it was bad in the Big Ten or the SEC. Going to a thousand teams, we're rocking high here. You're gonna need a Flow Sports subscription, folks. A little bit of a pain in the ass, but over here at the SGPN Studios, God's Eye is rocking with the Flow Sports subscription. You can get the games on demand. But to really conquer the CAA, you're gonna need that Flow Sports subscription. All right, Flow like the TV show. I'm joined by my co-host. Uh, this guy knows college football as good as any. They call him the Gulf Coast Guru. I give you one and only Mike Rose. How you doing, brother? What is up, man? I cannot think of a better way to get off work down there on the grind. Uh, liveedgeslabs.com, liveedgeslabs LLC, Instagram and Facebook. Check it out. But you go ahead, you get off work, you come home, and you talk a little colonial, colonial. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to get canceled. Yes, you're going to have to yes. find a new co-host for the FCS podcast. No, I'm going to need no because you know what's <laughs> going to happen. I'm going to order a slab. I'm going to order a slab, a nice table uh, that's going to say Colonial Athletic Conference, or I'm sorry, Athletic uh, whatever the fuck it is, and you know, Athletic. Yeah, CAA. What's the third A? Athletic. I don't know. Association. Association. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm having fucking uh, brain fart over here, but uh, yes, slab. Give me one of those slabs, man. And folks, if you don't know, Mike Mike does some of the tables they do. Once again, throw that throw that website out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, liveedgeslabs.com, liveedgeslabs LLC on Facebook and Insta. You got to check those things out. We will we'll put uh, Mel Gibson from the Patriot right on there. Just to say, we still support the colonial, man. We're not going, I'm the Gulf Coast guru, and I'm not going to call it the coastal. That should tell you. That should tell you what's up, man. We, do, we don't acknowledge that. That's, that's It's fake news. That is fake news, man. Look, that's just bullshit. It's like, come on. It's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't get me started because I'll do an hour long episode on how ridiculous our fucking society is right yeah. now. Yeah, we got, um, we got 45 teams to get through in this conference, man. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? 15, but there's a 16th member starting next year in the Brian Bulldogs. Woo! The CAA. Look, I enjoy the, like, I grew up watching CAA football some, and damn, we're going to 16. I mean, are you even in the same conference? Are you even? There's only, this is not like the FBS. You have 11 game seasons. So, 16 teams. 11 game seasons. So that's not even including the non-con like that. You have five more teams and there are games on your schedule. It's wild. It's absolutely yeah. wild. I mean, I, I assume they got to be going to divisions, right? You, I haven't heard, but I, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, I don't know. Cause <laughs> do you, do you pods at this point? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Do you go to divisions? Cause you have a playoff system. So you wouldn't have a championship game necessarily. I don't know. It makes it very interesting. So uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. So, Hey, uh, that one uh, shout out to 3802. That would, <laughs> there we go. 3802 is great. Uh, let's go. And, and yes, uh, the Washington Redskins are coming back as they should. And William and Mary tribe. Let's go there with that. Look, it's nice to honor the history of native Americans. And I completely agree. You know, I'll throw that out there. Um, I, I, I think it's, you know, ridiculous that, uh, you know, we, we change the names of those to me. Do you want to forget them more in the history or do you want to remember them? You know what I mean? So, and people don't know that the word Oklahoma actually means Redskins. So when you're saying Oklahoma Sooners, just, you just, got, you just got a whole state of race, dude. Just, just, <laughs> just throwing that out there folks. All right. Let's all not be fucking stupid. Uh, all right. Um, Dude, so doing the exercise here, 15 teams, ranking 15 teams. We knew this episode would be quite long. So, uh, like, we just got to jump into it. Um, who'd you have ranked at number 15th? Yeah, let's jump in. Let's go. Uh, Did I say, who'd you have ranked at number 15th? Yeah. I guess that counts, right? But uh, yeah, who? Hey, did, did you have fun with the exercise with 15 teams? Because we've never broke down a, a conference this big. <laughs> Man, I was I was grinding all week. My girlfriend was very neglected, just sitting there watching, put on like reruns of Game of Thrones. I'm like, hey, watch this, you know. Like I gave her the iPad, like get busy, go ahead. And I'm just down here, like, okay, uh, I'm grinding. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of work. It took a few days, but I'm, I mean, fun conference, very interesting. My uh, who I had coming in at 15, 15th, whatever you want to say, I the Hampton Pirates. So that's where I'm at. Interesting. So I did not, but uh, that's one thing I want to highlight real quick before we talk about the Hampton Pirates is that I had this conference pretty fucking wide open. 
And now I truly believe there are tiers, but like to me, the top 10, like there's a 10 out of 15 schools. I actually think it could get a little tricky. I know we probably have, and that's another thing you have to pay attention to the schedule. When you have that many teams, you got to say who is not getting who and really try to break it down from there. It doesn't necessarily mean that the best team is going to win the CAA. So uh, anyway, I did not have Hampton dead last, but I am very intrigued to see uh, what did, what did you make of the pirates here? Obviously I know they've been trending downhill, you know, I feel like uh, if you look at Robert, Robert uh, Prunty's, uh, you know, this is his fifth year at Hampton. He's 21 and 23 at all time. And each year's gotten worse. Now, some of that probably not his fault as they've jumped to the CAA to a tougher conference, but uh, talk to me. Cause that what they got a little quarterback battle. We got to figure out, right? Yeah. I mean, so you, you hit the nail on the head with my first issue with this team. Uh, Prunty comes in 2018. That's the only winning season he's had at Hampton. So that's a problem right off the bat. Relatively new team. I mean, not even relatively. It's a pretty new team to the uh, CAA here. Um, so they're getting into the, the stiff competition here. They got to, you know, jump out of the MIAC and, and, and start getting their feet wet here with the CAA. Now you got the, you got the uh, quarterback competition. You mentioned Malcolm Mays does return. He started a lot of games for him last year. 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. That's a big problem right there. Uh, you don't want to match touchdowns and interceptions. That's well, rough. And and I you know I think there's a there's a competition going on between Christopher Zealous uh, mm-hmm. and the Delaware State tra- or Delaware State transfer Jared Lewis. Something to monitor here for the Pirates going into 2023 uh, is you know hey who the hell is going to be starting for them. It's always good to know, but uh, it's something we're going to have to monitor right away when the season starts is to see, Hey, who is starting? And also how's he playing? I guess in one way, it's nice to have three backups yeah, or three, mm-hmm. three capable quarterbacks that have started games and played. But at the same time, uh, you know, what do they say? If you don't have one good quarterback, you don't have any uh, talk to me. See, cause I didn't have them dead last, but once again, I really feel like he, I feel like the top 10, maybe even 11, but top 10, you can have in a a lot of different orders, Mm -hmm. 10 to or 11 to 15. I feel like they're all shitty. (laughs) So, (laughs) so you're trying to figure out like, who is the worst team here? Uh, Well, and we start the season off with the brick city classic uh, as, as as Hampton taking on grambling, that'll be a game to watch. But you look back at Hampton season a year ago, four and seven. Uh, they got destroyed. See, they were brand new to the CAA. They beat Albany in overtime, but other than that, they got their ass whooped by every other team in the CAA. So, I mean, Delaware beat them by 32 Maine by seven and Maine wasn't very good last year. Richmond by 31 Villanova by 14 William and Mary just by six, surprisingly Uh, 14 point loss to Elon 20 point loss to Towson. So you jumped up a level and that's fair. We should expect regression when that happens. But the question is, is can you build on that? As I alluded to, they get grambling out the gate and then they have the battle of the Bay, which is a, a, a great rivalry Hampton and Norfolk state. And then they're at Howard at the truth and service classic on September 16th in Aldi field where the uh, XFL team plays. Um, but I mean, I favor Howard. The other two are winnable. 
The other two are very winnable. What do you got them doing in the non-con? Yeah, so I do have them dropping the game to Howard. I think that one's uh, fairly clear cut, even though, I mean, it was a close game last year. Uh, the other two, I believe we got some kind of bet brewing on the Grambling State game. I did go with Grambling State in that one. I think they have better talent. Uh, Norfolk, I did get give them the win at home. I have them beating Grambling. The Norfolk game to me is a true 50-50 game. I'll lean Hampton. I I have no fucking idea on that game. That's a rivalry game. You throw it out, mm-hmm. the, throw it out the books. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely had a lot of questions about this team. And hold on, so let's go back to the schedule. They get the bye week on September twenty third to to go into the season. They now here's what jumps out to me is is right away. They get some of the better teams in the CAA. They're at Richmond, home to Campbell, at Monmouth, home to Delaware. Ouch. Doing them no favors on the schedule front. I mean, I think those are when I said there's ten teams that are on the the upper ten side. I would say those four are are four of them. Then you get homecoming against North Carolina A and T, who's breaking in a brand new head coach in Vincent Brown. That's winnable. That is winnable. Uh, after that, they are at the main Black Bears, which I actually think might be winnable because I. I Talk about a fire sale with their players leaving. Uh, then home to William and Mary and at the. Uh, you, you know what? I think you have just convinced me on the schedule side of it. This schedule's brutal. Man. This schedule is hard, even though from a. So I was, I kind of did my order before really looking at the schedule. I was looking at the roster. So I had Hampton charting at the 13th best team, right? From a roster mm-hmm. standpoint. I think you have just convinced me to switch them over to f- to fifteenth because that schedule I think is harder than A and T's. So um, there's that. There's that. Fifteenth to me is the Hampton Pirates because it, that schedule. I mean, the non-con is okay, I guess, but you have to beat Norfolk State. If you don't beat those, if you don't beat those two teams out the gate. You could go winless. You could go winless because nothing. You're going up to Maine on November fourth. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like a, that's cold as shit. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you just sold me on that. So uh, okay. So who I had at fifteenth uh, was North Carolina A and T. Mainly Terrell Furman Jr., who works for us here at SGPNs and AT A and T grad, and he's like. Dude, it ain't gonna be fun this year, right? <laughs> That's funny, man. Because I I knew that about Terrell Furman, and I was uh, you know, he's one of the personalities I've been listening to for a few years. I like him. He seems like a cool dude, and I was Great like, guy. yeah, trying to find ways to like like that team for him because I know I know he likes them. I was like, man, I don't want him to listen to this and be like, what what, what the hell's going on, man? But uh, yeah, I had him at thirteen, but uh, just two and nine for the season. Like it See- looks rough. Dude, but this schedule's fucking insane too. It's making me regret. Yeah. It's making me regret moving the, my order from fifteenth to fourteenth. All right, so I want to highlight what we have with with A and T. Vincent Brown comes in. He's a first year coach. He he was recently with Mike Loxley. Uh, you can tr- he's a Parcells guy. He coached at the Cowboys with Parcells. Played for Parcells with the New England Patriots. 
he's in Tech Mobile, so I mean, we should give him points. That that, that I don't like taking him fifteenth just because he's in te- he's in Tech Mobile. That's why I'm moving him to fourteenth. Cool, cool nickname too, man. The Undertaker. Let's go. Yeah, yes. the Undertaker, yes. man. Yes. <laughs> but I, there's a lot of red flags here too. I mean, first year coach, so it's always you're changing the offensive philosophy, the defensive philosophy. You're changing all that. They also have no idea who's starting at quarterback. I've seen Zachary Jagerbaum could be one of them. Amari hooker. They also have Eli brick handler. So uh, I mean, there's a lot of question marks regarding a and T. They also lose their starting running back to the Virginia tech Hokies. That's not good. Uh, so I, I was, you know, the offensive line, actually <laughs> one of the better parts of this team to me with Caesar Minaro and Tyreek Stewart, a couple guys on the O line that stood out to me. So maybe if they can get something going from the offensive line, you could build elsewhere on your team. But I, I worry about the skill position players. Um, and then the defensive side of the ball, you know, they have a few guys on the defensive side of the ball. Henry Daniel at the, on the defensive line, uh, Caleb Jones as well. I also liked in the secondary uh, uh, Prunty. Karan Prunty in the secondary, um, but yes, my point, my my real hiccup here is that you're changing offense and defensive philosophies, and uh, you this is a guy who's never been a head coach, so to me, there's a like he, it might be a great hire down the road, and then when you look at the schedule, oh my god! So what what nuggets did you have about A and T? And I'm curious because A and T plays at Hampton, so I guess. That's another thing, man. I think Hampton could beat him at home and then have the tiebreaker and you could have a and T finishing 15th, but talk to me about, about why you're, you, you think Hampton could be that or why a and T could be that team. That's better than Hampton. Yeah. Um, you know, I do actually have him drop in the Hampton game. I just have him getting one more conference win. Uh, you know, Vincent Browns, he's, he's brought in some talent. So you're doing the thing where you're getting an NFL, former NFL player with a name and some recruits are coming in, some transfers are coming in. So there you go. You get a little talent peppered in there. The quarterback situation, like you said, kind of a mess. Uh, they pretty much traded Virginia tech uh, Tutton. Like you said, 1300 yard back, he's gone, but they do bring in uh, Kenji Christian. So that's a Virginia tech transfer, former three-star recruit coming in to run the ball. I have a little bit of faith in that. Um, you mentioned Prunty. Another good DB they have is Aaron Harris. Four passes defended, three interceptions. They also brought in a former three-star. He actually played there last year, but three-star ECU guy. Got to love that. Uh, David Laney in the secondary. So the secondary was something that I found might be a little bit of a strong suit. Uh, three-star Fresno State defensive lineman also transfers in this year, Austin Alexander. So there's some names coming in. I think they got a little bit of talent. I like this program. I think it's going to be a rough year. It just uh, came down to some spots on the schedule. I gave him wins. Yeah. Uh, let's look at this schedule because I mean, doing no favors, doing no favors. So week one, they're at Trent Dilfer and UAB at Penetrope stadium there in Birmingham. That's going to be a loss. Even though I've never seen Trent Dilfer coach a game in his life. I just think UAB's talent level is much, much higher. So Owen one, and then you have the rivalry game here against North Carolina central. Now they're hosting North Carolina, North Carolina central, by the way, I know CFB campus tour will be at this game. Shout out to that. If you're, if you're going to this game, hit them up. Uh, 
but Central's good. Central won the Celebration Bowl, and and Trey Oliver's bunch with Davis Richard, they're really good. Like I would actually lay like double digits right now with Central, even though it's a rivalry game. I think I would lay like ten against A and T. So I fully expect them to be zero and two in the non-con, and then they're. I mean, well, their other non-con game is later, but you wonder about the snowball effect here because week three, they head to road stadium, take on Elon. Elon was a playoff team a year ago and a very good team. And I know they lose McKay, their quarterback, but they're still going to be good. They're going to be zero and three. Like I feel very good about saying they will be zero and three heading into that bye week, September 23rd. How about you? Yeah, I think it's pretty much no question. They're going to be zero and three. They're heading into the bye. See, and then comes the game at Dick Price Stadium in Norfolk, Virginia against Norfolk State. They're on the road. This is what I hate about this schedule. Their two winnable games to me are both on the road. Mm-hmm. You know what? I feel like I, man, I don't know. I feel like I should move them back to 15th. But so at Norfolk State, then they're home to Villanova, who I expect to bounce back here from, at Delaware. Home to Richmond, and then comes at Hampton. Now, th- then there is this one on November fourth, home to Towson. But I kind of, I kind of expect Towson to have their shit together by November. I think if you want to get Towson, you probably want it in September. Then they're at Rhode Island and home to Campbell. First off, short of New Hampshire, they pretty much get every hard team in the CAA. New Hampshire, who do they miss out on? New Hampshire and Monmouth and Albany. Yeah. But damn, dude, there's a shot that they go winless to me. There's a fucking shot they go winless. Like, they better get that Norfolk game or that Hampton game because <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Talk to me about uh, what you got them going on the schedule. So I got them stealing a little game here. I mean, I, I don't have this team good. I have them two and nine. So there you go. I have them stealing a game against Villanova. I know, and I actually do expect Villanova to be good. I have them ranked pretty high in this conference, Uh, but Villanova is not a team that's loaded with great, great talent. They're just a really well-run program, a really well-coached program. That's the second leg of a back-to-back road trip after Albany uh, and before Elon. So it's a little bit of a sandwich spot. It's the second leg of a back-to-back. So I did give them a surprise little upset victory over Villanova, and then I do have them taking the Towson game homecoming uh, another sandwich spot. I don't think the world of Towson this year uh, sandwiched in between Delaware and then right before Villanova too. So a couple tough spots, but I haven't getting two wins. That's the best I could say for them. Really. I'm not super uh, stoked on this team. I got them at 13, but it's just, you know, is what it is kind of, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think they could beat Villanova. I mean, Hey, I we'll see. I think Nova's good. So like, Hey, we'll see buddy. But look, may, I will say this. Maybe they get Norfolk. Maybe they get Hampton. Maybe, maybe you could talk me into Towson, but I don't, I don't know, man. There's a brutal fucking schedule. Uh, okay. Now I'm curious. Where did you have a and T? I had a and T at 13. So one spot above where uh, you were talking. 14. Wow. So who did you have at 14? Yeah, Maine. I'm not impressed with Maine at all. <laughs> Here's my thing with Maine. The Maine one is very interesting to me because uh obviously they got raided in the portal. Like they mm-hmm. 
I don't, I think out of any team in, in the entire CAA, they got hit the the hardest with losing key players. Joe Fagnano goes to UConn. They're tight at like, like pretty much every good player on their offense. I feel like bounced elsewhere. Um, but I mean, this is a really good program. Not that long ago, they went to Mississippi state and won at Mississippi state. All right. I know that was in the Cosgrove era, but, uh, but man, I mean, and now he's at, he's at Colby uh, coaching at the, at the white mules of Colby. But uh, no, I mean, hear me out on this Maine, who I, by the way, I had him at 13, but Jordan Stevens was in year, year one last year, two and nine in his first season. But damn, if they were not in some games, man, this is why I think they might be better than what you're thinking. They lose to Colgate by three, right? They did beat Hampton. They did beat Monmouth. They lost to New Hampshire, who was an FCS playoff team in overtime by one. They lost to Albany by two. Rhode Island at Rhode Island by four, right? Even Richmond by 10. Stony Brook by one. I know they lost a lot of the production, but I kind of buy into the coach. That's that's not as bad of a first year as you think. You know what I mean? Like that's I know the record says two and nine, but damn, if you were not in what? So wait, out of one score games, you won one, one score game. You lost wait one, two, three, four, five. You lost, you went one and five in one score games. I don't think that'll be the case this year. I think they'll beat a couple more teams. Now let's talk. Let's talk about this team because there's a lot of question marks to me on this team. And I understand why you, why you probably took them there, but the black bears, first off, I'm a fan of the Black Bears. So, um, who's the quarterback? For Fagnano gone, it's either going to be Jack Kelly or Anthony Harris. Um, we need to, but I'll tell you this, man. I kind of like their running backs with Tavion Banks, John Gay, and they got a Colorado State transfer and Alex Barat coming in, and then the wideouts with Montego Moss and Trevor Ewing back. I kind of think the wideouts will be all right if they can find a quarterback position. But I would just think Jordan Stevens in a second year will know his team's footprint better. You know what I mean? He'll know the strengths and weaknesses and have a better identity on what he wants to do, even despite losing some key players in the portal. Talk to me about the Black Bears, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I really want to get behind Jordan Stevens, and I, I like the main Black Bears program. I expected to uh, rally behind this program a little more when I was breaking them down, but. Um, from what I was seeing, uh, like every quarterback on the roster took spring game snaps. Uh, Derek Robertson was the name I saw that seemed like he was taking first string snaps. So that's interesting there. I don't know much about him. Tavion banks. They are pretty excited about him. And you mentioned the Colorado state transfer. Here's my problem is you can go through and, and you say, you know, it's year two with Jordan Stevens. That's great. But everybody that put up any kind of statistics with Bounce. Jordan Stevens is they're all gone. Yeah. So it's his second year, but it's all of his players first year, essentially. So um, honestly, from a breaking down a roster, just unbiased, looking at a roster, this is, I think the least talented team I've seen in this conference. Um, and I have them as the worst team. I just have them beating uh, Hampton and getting one notch above them in the conference. That's it. Interesting. Interesting. And shout out to 3802 it says this is a perfect example of a negative about mm-hmm. the NIL is that all these they're 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 these bottom feeder teams? Uh, I, Maine was really the only one I came across that I really felt like their best players got taken. Mm-hmm. Maine like in this conference, but 
Uh, you know, Hey, Maine has potential. There's history on the side of this program. They've been good. And they're the only show in town that to me, they remind me of Montana in the Northeast. And if they, they, if, if they can just capitalize on that, they can really kill it. Uh, shout out to the chat. I see Weehawk in there. He's a Western Carolina fan. Catamount's coming next. We're talking SoCon next, buddy. Uh, not today, but I'm saying the next episode. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's talk about the schedule with the, with the Black Bears because I am intrigued. When you have that many close losses, I feel like you're probably going to be better. How about Week One? You want to talk about a team that got raided in the portal in the FBS? That's a lot like Maine. It's Florida International. I'm yeah. not saying, but look, FIU got destroyed in the portal, much like Maine. This is like the 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 portal destruction bowl, right? Um, t- now FIU does have a week zero game, and that's really going to help. So that's why FIU is probably going to beat the shit out of Maine. So, zero and one, right? Agreed, well, yeah. What was it, Bryant? They uh, went to the wire with last year. Yeah. FIU? In overtime. So, Should have lost to Bryant. Yeah. Terrible call. That was a terrible fucking call. Uh, man, the schedule, Maine. What are you doing? <laughs> like they're doing no favors to you. CAA. What did Maine do to you? Who is the who is the the colonial? Uh, a so athletic association president because fuck. Okay. I think, I think uh, Jordan Stevens might have slept with his wife or something. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, the non-con is at FIU, then a back-to-back away to start your season at North Dakota state. Okay. They're definitely going. zero and two. Then this is where you got to yell at the CAA commissioner because what the fuck man home to Rhode Island. Who's very good? Should have made the FCS playoffs a year ago. I thought they got robbed. Kasim Hill is back in his thirty seventh year of college football. He used to start at Maryland. Um, that zero and three, and then they head to Williamsburg to take on arguably the priest, you know, the the best team in the conference, and William and Mary and Mike London. What the fuck, man? I mean, that whole they're zero and four for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't even paint them getting a win. Like I don't even paint a close game. No. With FIU getting the week zero game, that would actually probably be the closest game. But then comes September 30th, and we need to circle this one because Stony Brook comes to Alphonse Stadium. This is one of the ones I think. I think you want to circle this one. I see this as a winnable game. Now, I would still favor Stony Brook, especially after those four games. <laughs> but, uh, it is winnable, but damn if right the very next week, the CAA doing no favors, you're heading down to Richmond, Virginia to take on the spiders. Then you're home to long Island, which is the third, the third, uh, non-con game and long Island's pretty good. That's still winnable at, then you're at Campbell home to Albany and then home to Hampton. Now I actually think they will beat Hampton cause it's November 4th. That's going to be cold there. There's a, then you get a bye week and then you got the border battle as they head to Wildcats Stadium to take on New Hampshire. Uh, best case scenario, and I do mean best case fucking scenario, three wins. How about yourself? I got them at one, brother. I mean, uh, Stony Brook's definitely one you got to look at. I, I really think pretty highly of LIU. I mean, we already we already talked about them, and and you know they could go either way. I didn't have them lighting the world on fire, but. A lot of talent on that team. Stony Brook is the real big question mark. I mean, if you're talking this conference, especially Campbell, Stony Brook, I have no idea what's going on with those two programs. They both have a lot of talent. Stony Brook has 15 FBS transfers this year. 
Yeah. So very interesting. I have this team getting one win over Hampton and that's it. Yeah. There's no way Hampton's winning that game. You telling me November 4th in fucking Maine? No. Uh, yeah, I said best case scenario three. I actually think I had them with two wins, but only one within conference. Uh, but that that matters because I had Hampton behind them, and they don't play A and T. Uh, all right. So look, before we get to our next team, want to tell you, you find folks out there that the FCS College Football Experience is brought to you by Game Time. Yes, look, buying your your t- buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. I can tell you, I was doing stand up in Missoula like 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. I don't know. Something somewhere around there. I'm in Missoula and every place I go into, I'm there for like a four or five. I was in Montana for like four or five days, but everyone was talking about the Montana Grizzlies football team. And they were very good, but it was, it was just everywhere you go. So I was like, and then I looked up and I was like, oh shit, they are playing Eastern Washington. And that was like a top 10 matchup in the FCS. And I looked at a bunch of different apps to try to get tickets for it. And you couldn't find it. I was like searching, you know, all the, the, and it was just terrible. It's like, nothing was covering it. I'm talking to people. I ended up paying like, dude, I, I paid like $500 for a ticket to go to a, a top 10. Now it was, it was actually kind of worth it because the whole town was, it was a fucking awesome game. That stadium's awesome. But my point is, is, you know, buying tickets to your favorite event should not be that stressful. Cause for a second, I didn't think I was going to make it into the game. Uh, game time is fast and is the fast and easy way to, uh, to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, anything near you, essentially with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets. You can start getting hyped about the, the event you're going to be at essentially, uh, forget planning months in advance. What does that ever do? What does that ever do to you? All right. Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee is fantastic. All right. It means you'll always get the best price. And how about this? If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. Woo. Gotta love that. Uh, download the game time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply once again. Create an account, redeem the code. It's CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on the College Football Experience CAA 2023 season preview, and yeah, we've gone through our bottom three. At least we, even though we didn't necessarily have the order, we had the three teams, the same three teams, penciled in as the worst three teams. Mm-hmm. So at sitting at uh number 12, I'm curious who the hell you have. Yeah. Team. This is this. If there's a team that I think I could, there's, there's been a couple, but a team that I really think I might eat shit on. It could be this one, but I got Stony Brook, the Seawolves. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Okay. Uh, look, <sighs> uh, you know, Chuck Pryor's been there. This is his 18th year at Stony mm-hmm. Brook. Gotta love that. I love these FCS. You know, it, it reminds me of when I first got into college football before all this television money came in, and now you fire a coach after three years <laughs> or two years sometimes. Uh, love the fact 18th year at Stony Brook, 97, 91 all time. 
They bring in a Buffalo transfer at quarterback. Now I don't even know if he's going to start, but I love his name. Casey case, almost Casey case. Um, uh, <laughs> the most boring guy of all time <laughs> working retail jobs back in the day when I was younger, I would, <laughs> this is the top 100 with Casey case. Yeah. This, 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 is, the, this is the top 15 CAA teams with Casey case. Uh, paint you a picture of like the most Gentile kitten or something to tell some story <laughs> and then it hits you with a maroon five song or something. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But, <laughs> but is he going to start over Darren Br- Bryden? I don't know. But uh, he took uh, first team reps in the spring. So tasted, tasted, huh? Yeah. You found yep. that information. I like I that did. information. Uh, you know, I had a hard team really, uh, or I had a, I had a hard time really understanding who Stony Brook was too. It's tough to fade a coach that's been there that long, but I just think when I look at the overall talent, they didn't have that many. I know they brought in a shit ton of transfers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really find. Okay, I thought the linebacker Aiden Kaler was one guy that I circled as like, this dude's a stud, right? But uh, besides that, I did not pencil in a bunch of players that I really like came away. That doesn't mean they don't have guys. Once again, it's hard to find information, especially on a team that, that adds this many transfers. Taylor uh, Balesta also was a name that I jotted down on the defensive line is pretty good. Um, But I, I just didn't, I, I can totally understand. This is kind of a mystery team to me. Uh, so what, what did you jot down about, uh, about the great, uh, Stony Brook sea wolves? So same names you had, basically. I mean, I could hit you with a bunch of transfer names. There's, there's a lot of three-star talents coming in here. Um, ah, we don't know anything about them. That's, that's really the problem. You know, just because the three-star talents are coming in, these are guys that didn't necessarily play where they were before. So uh, is it that they were misrecruited? Maybe somebody thought they were going to be better than they were, or were they in the wrong system? No idea. No way to tell. You see an FCS team bringing in three-star talent from FBS. You automatically kind of assume, oh, that dude must be good. Who freaking knows, man? But, uh, you know, there's some names. They brought in Des BJ Williams from uh, Wake Forest. He's a three-star transfer coming in. Uh, one name, Ross Tallarico, running back 602 yards, four touchdowns last year. He is back in addition to a couple transfers at that position there. Uh, you hit AJ Roberts, um, or I don't think you did. You hit Aiden Kaler. Uh, yeah. AJ Roberts is somebody that had three and a half sacks last year. He's a linebacker, uh, going to be playing alongside Kaler there. He's a former three-star recruit from Pitt. So they do have names. 15 FBS transfers was the last name or number I saw. That's top 10 in all of FCS. So you got to assume this team is going to have some talent. It's just how does it come together on the field? That's why... I might eat shit here, man. (laughs) I have no idea. Well, I can tell you one reason that I like them where I liked them. And like I said, I know we could, we could eat shit on this too, but they don't have a bye week until November 18th, which is the final week of the season. So you basically have a gauntlet you have to run through. Um, And I don't know what games they'd really be favored in. So they start out with a conference game too. (laughs) I mean, that's always brutal when you st- just get thrown right into the conference game, two, two of them in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But I mean, Thursday, August 31st, I, you better believe I'm going to have this on here in the studio because the blue hands of Delaware come in to Kenneth Laval stadium in Stony Brook, New York. Oh, and one. And then man, next Friday night. Now I'm going to try. Yeah. I'll, I'll catch this right before I hop on a flight. Uh, they head to Kingston, Rhode Island to take on Rhode Island. So getting two of the better teams in the CAA to start your season 
not fun. And then guess what? Week three, you got to head to Jonesboro, Arkansas to take on Butch Jones and the Arkansas State Red Wolves in the Sun Belt. Uh, and then you're ho- you come back home for the Richmond Spiders. Oh my gosh, they're they're zero four, right? Yeah, I mean, I will say, and, and don't get me wrong, I do have Delaware much higher in the conference. They are bringing in a lot of new pieces, so I guess if you're going to catch Delaware, hell, that's a good spot, I guess. But yeah, zero and four is is like ninety nine percent likely. Well, that's what makes it interesting for that game at Maine. That makes me think Maine might be able to get that one because both are going through gauntlets, so they're both going to mm-hmm. be in the same spot basically, and it's at Maine. Um, and so, the, yeah, so September 30th. So after the Richmond game, they're at Maine and then they're at Morgan state, Hughes stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Look, Morgan state. We, we did, we weren't like super bullish on them, but we think they're getting better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, go listen to our MEAC preview, but I'll say they get one there. Then they're home to Fordham who was an FCS playoff team a year ago. I know they lose Tim Demorad, but I kind of think Fordham will still be good. Then they're home to New Hampshire for homecoming on October 21st. Then they're at Villanova. Then they're at Monmouth and then they're home to Albany. You know what? You know, what's brutal about the schedule in conference. They don't get North Carolina a and T they don't get uh Hampton. That's what you want on the schedule. They're not getting them. That is why I'm reluctant. And, and, and the fact they don't even get a bye week to reassess brutal. I, I completely agree. They are the 13th. Uh, did we say 13th or 12th, 12th ranked team in this, in the CAA. So, uh, okay. We agreed there. What was your final record by the way for him? Uh, I got him two and nine, two and six in conference. You got to give him two, two conference wins there, huh? Yeah. Um, Stony Brook. Uh, no, I, you know what, dude, I did have him pulling the upset against Delaware. I must've wrote that wrong They're they're They got one conference win. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I was like, Whoa, where's the second uh, yeah, one I just there? Looked at that and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> no, no, they're going to get the uh, Maine or Morgan state game and, and maybe one other, but yeah, not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you. Maybe Maine and Morgan State. That stretch is what you got to circle. If you're if you're a Stony Brook fan, you're saying, "Fuck." And both are on the road too. They're your they two got, most they winnable games last year, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right, now okay, let's jump back to it because I'm curious who you have at 11th. Um, this is one where I feel like I really could eat shit. Um, who do you have at 11th? Huh. Uh, well, I got, I'm curious to see who you got now. I got, I have Towson. Me too. Okay. 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 Like I said, I think 11 to 15 was pretty clear cut. I can tell you this. Okay. So Towson goes out and hires Pete Shinnick, uh, who comes in from West Florida where he was nasty. He was nasty at West Florida. Go look at his records. Um, also he played for the Colorado Buffaloes national championship team. So, you know, I'm kind of bullish on, on, on uh, Pete Shinnick, but no, Honestly, like I really believe he's you go look at his track record, his past stops, Azusa Pacific, I think was one. He's been a winner everywhere he's gone. So I actually like you have the portal. They're a mystery team to me. But if there's a guy that can come in there and get it done, uh perhaps now let now I wonder who starts at quarterback. They have a Maryland transfer in Zach Jackson. They have a Liberty transfer in Sean Brown. They also have Nathan Kent and Scott Smith back. I this is why to me, it was very hard to gather information on, uh, on the Towson tigers, 
But um, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like this is one that I could be even like. I know we just said that Stony Brook's a mystery team. This is more of a mystery team to me because I actually see some guys that I like on this roster. When you when you look at Telson, like I I I, I jotted down more guys that I thought like okay, like uh, DeKendall James at the uh, wide receiver spot. I'm like okay, he's a stud. I like that. And then you know. Really, the defensive side of the ball had a bunch of guys that I noted down. Jesus Gibbs on the defensive line. Uh, then I wrote down Mason Woods in the linebacking core. Very good. Um, they have a few guys on the defensive side of the ball that that stood out to me. So I actually think the defense. I feel like there's more talent for him to come in now. Obviously, there's a shit ton of question marks. How fast can he get it going? He's a brand new coach. They're changing offensive philosophies. They're changing defensive philosophies. Their schedule. I would also argue is a little bit easier than Stony Brooks. So talk to me about where Towson and and why could we be really wrong about this one? Yeah. I mean, we definitely, you know, it was the same, same thought process for me on, on why I'm kind of questioning them, you know, new coach. I had the same notes on you too. I'm, I'm very confident in this hire with the coach. I mean, he's won at every level he's been at and he's won big. I mean, this is, He's won a D two national championship just yeah, right yeah. off the bat, you know, with West well, Florida. It, well, and I, I don't mean to cut you off because I want to hear your analysis, but like they weren't that bad last year. Like you go back and look, and they, they beat they won at Monmouth. They beat the mm-hmm. shit out of Villanova, twenty seven to three. They beat Hampton twenty seven to seven. They had some blowout wins, so uh, I I kind of think they're in a better spot. But anyway, continue on what you were going to say. I'm sorry. No, so the you know the the quarterback that's that's kind of the big question, right? I was seeing Sean Brown seems to be the guy that's kind of fitting the mold the most. He's the Liberty transfer, so there you go on that. Um, you know, offensively, I'm not seeing any names jumping off the page that really produced huge. It's just there's guys that came back. Uh, Sam Reynolds, that's a name to watch at wide receiver. I wrote down uh, in addition to to, Ken, to Kendall James, who you mentioned, he's a former three star recruit from South Carolina. Malik Jackson, former three-star recruit from Maryland, uh, a couple Maryland guys popping up. So coming in state down to the FCS level, gotta love that. Robert Javier, a defensive back. This guy had 11 passes defended, two interceptions, two sacks, ball hawk all around the field. I like that. So there's names here. There's questions at the quarterback questions with the first time head coach tough to gauge, but this team has potential. Yeah. No, this one could be the one that we're like, I highly doubt Stony Brook ends up in the top 10, right? Mm-hmm. In the CAA. But this one I could I could totally see like them finishing 4th, 5th, 6th, something like that. Uh the non-con it's tough. They go at at Maryland to open the season. That's Mike Loxley's alma mater. They're going to get their ass whooped against Maryland. Uh but then opportunity comes to me like on the schedule. So week 2, they take on Monmouth at Johnny United Stadium. Uh, we saw this a season ago, right? They got the best of Monmouth. So like, I get it. I'm going to circle this one as a huge game on the season that it wouldn't shock me if they got it done. Um, did you have Monmouth winning this one? No, I, I got thousand pulling the upset here. Actually. I got them getting the win. See, cause then that makes it, that makes it very interesting because they get Morgan state next and I favor them to beat Morgan, Morgan state. So that would be two and one. And can you build on that momentum? Because 
you're hosting Norfolk state. Now I do expect Norfolk state to be better this year, but I still think that's a very winnable game. They can certainly go three and one here. And I, then I got them going uh, two and two out of the gate. So I, yeah. I do have them dropping the Morgan state, but yeah, no, yeah. I did too, but it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me if they're three and one. So if that happens, then uh, they're at new Hampshire, they're home to Albany that I think they're capable of getting to Albany too, but because it's homecoming, it's in Towson. I got them dropping both those though. You, I, I got them beating Albany. Actually, I have the homecoming game. I, I like this Albany team. I, I think they're a pretty good team sandwiched right in between Villanova and new Hampshire though, for Albany tough little spot. So homecoming for the tigers. I got them getting it. Then you get the bye week on October 14th and they're going to need this bye week because whoo, second half of the <laughs> schedule, bring your helmet uh, at West or at, at William and Mary, then home to Delaware, then at a and T North Carolina, a T, which I think they will win uh, then at Villanova, which I think Nova gets revenge and then home to Rhode Island. So I have this team as a four, like three to four win team. If I had to set the over under would be like three and a half wins. Uh, but I could be very wrong about this team. And you never know if you start out three and one, you never know what your team, if your team starts believing, you never know. So uh, what'd you have them going in the second half of that stretch? Yeah. So I got, them going, uh, just getting one win there in the second half of that stretch. I actually have them upsetting Rhode Island at home at the end of the year. Um, I know the A and T game seems like the obvious choice, but you're going to take some body blows when you play William and Mary, when you play Delaware, uh, that A and T game, little tricky on the road, Villanova on deck. So I got them getting one win at the end. I got them going four and seven, four and seven. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I have it between three and four. Uh, I put three and eight, but I thought four and seven, certainly possible. Uh, all right. Look, before we get to the next team, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Look, besides the season long contest, we also have weekly contests just for the patrons. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGP. there's even a discord channel just for the patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the college football experience, the FCS college football experience. Cause people are asking me about Boston college in there. Look, shout out to yeah, we, we tackled that on the, on the college football experience. We have a Boston college preview out. We also have an ACC preview out brother. So appreciate you hopping in the chat, but right now we, we got to hammer home this, uh, this CAA talk and maybe, or maybe you're saying Boston college will be in the CAA in a couple of years. That's certainly possible too. Uh, we jump on over. Might, I think they might struggle with Holy cross. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, watch out, watch out, watch out uh, at number 10. I th- I had a clear cut tenth team, but I still thought historically they've been pretty good. So maybe I'm off on this. But who did you have at tenth? I'm very interested who you have then. Uh I have a team that is another team that's a complete mystery to me. This could be one of the better teams in the conference. Uh I have Campbell fighting camels. Really tough to know what's going on with this team. Tons of talent, but haven't been good. So let's see. Wow. So I did not, I had the Monmouth Hawks. So who, who do you want to tackle first Campbell or, or cause I have Campbell a lot higher, but Ooh, a lot higher, huh? I do have them a lot higher because I just think you're, you're those, those big time recruits are growing up and well, uh, 
let's let's do Monmouth then, because I actually have Monmouth uh, coming in at nine. So next. Well, first off, Kevin Callahan's entering his thirtieth year. Holy shit, that's fantastic. I love it. He's one hundred and seventy-eight and one thirty-five at Monmouth. But as I said at the beginning of this episode, to me, the top ten teams in the CAA wouldn't shock me if any of the ten won the championship, right? Or you know, won the regular season championship because I believe there is a big gap between one and ten and 11 and 15, right? But Monmouth, uh, they lost Tony Musket to UVA. Their starting quarterback is now starting at UVA. Now they did, you know, have Enzo or Hana start uh, or Jana start a couple start, I think started a game or two a season ago, but they also brought in Marquez McCray from sacred heart. Interesting there. Now their running backs, a stud in Jaden Sheridan. I've watched this guy over the years since the spring season. He's a fucking stud. Yep. And that's got me a little bit of like, Colby, you sure you want to pick them 10th, especially knowing you have a fucking legendary coach. I also like Demir Miller at the wide receiver spot and Asante Kearney. The main question is, is can they, can they get them the ball? Cause you have very inexperienced quarterback play to me, um, but it's going to be fascinating to watch. And it's hard to fade a coach that's been there 30 years. Cause he's probably forgotten more about football than I've ever known in my life. But I, there's a lot of guys on this team that to me, they're, they're just, they're, they have guys, you know, that there's a gap between 11 and 10. Like when I look and see Mike Reed on the defensive side of the ball for, for the Hawks, Tyrese, Wright. If anything, the secondary really jumped out to me as something that's very good. Also Jake Brown at the linebacker spot. Uh, so I went with Monmouth at 10th just because of the uncertainties. Uh, at the quarterback position, I know they avoid Delaware and Villanova, which is good, but they also don't play Maine and North Carolina A and T, which I noted. So, talk to me about the what you had for the Fighting Hawks here. Yeah, I mean you you again hit a lot of the points, but uh, you know, it, it, you're putting this team on the outside, and so did I. You know, got them at nine, and and we're looking at a team that has maybe the best player, the best offensive player in the entire conference is sitting right there. So that really tells you where uh, the colonial is at as a conference. I mean, this is, this is dangerous to pick this. Uh, I like to bring in Marquez McRae. So you got, you know, you mentioned the two quarterbacks, you got one that's been with the system and one that's got some decent, you know, this guy McRae almost had 2000 yards last year. He could run a little bit. Uh, one thing I did know, you did lose Owen right at the running back position. That guy, one of the weirdest stat lines I've ever seen. I, I had to like double check it because it makes no sense. He had less than 300 yards rushing, but he had 16 touchdowns. So uh, rushing touchdowns. It's like fucking Brad <laughs> Baxter 2.0. Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You just put the fridge in at the one. I guess. I, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, had to be that kind of situation. I didn't see him play. Uh, they did bring in a Harvard transfer, Son uh, Neto. I, I don't really know how to pronounce that. I'm just guessing, but yeah. he did get some burn for Harvard. A uh, little bit, a little bit of backup there because they did also lose Jerron Fari uh, to Eastern Illinois. He's a so, stud. He's a stud yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this the team defense brings back everything, man. They lost like one big name on defense, dude. That's so why that's they something that, to watch too. If they would have brought back Tony Musket, who bounced out to Virginia at quarterback, I actually mm-hmm. think this team could have won the CAA. That's and, that's and how you see, you see him too. He he's actually in danger of not getting the starting job in Virginia, so he should have stayed. I mean, you look at last season, 
and they had a three point loss to a Fordham, a Fordham team that made the playoffs, a 10 point loss to New Hampshire at New Hampshire. And that was week one to a team that made the playoffs. Those are two playoff teams. Then you look, they lost in seven overtimes to Rhode Island, right? Once again, a team that should have been in the FCS playoffs, a four point loss to Towson. They, they really only got their ass whooped one game. And that was at Delaware. This team's probably a lot better than than what we think, but to me, when you lose Musket, who's been a starter there for a few years, I got a lot of question marks. I need to see it. I could be really wrong. Like I said, there's a big gap between one and ten and eleven and fifteen to me. Mm-hmm. I had Monmouth tenth. What? Where'd you have Monmouth? I had Monmouth at ninth, so I wasn't far off of you. Okay, let's look at this schedule because they open up the season on the road at Florida Atlantic. Tom Herman, Casey Thompson, and then at Towson. The Towson game's winnable, and it's a big one. Then they're home to the Campbell Camels, who uh, you had tenth, so that's certainly winnable in your eyes. Mm-hmm. I would say I favor Campbell, but I'm saying like it wouldn't shock me if they beat Campbell. Then they're at Lafayette, which I actually favor Monmouth to win. Home to Lehigh, I favor Monmouth to win. The schedule does have some nice breaks, and then you get a bye, and then you're home to Hampton. Okay, I like that. So I mean, honestly, your first like, what six games? It would not shock me. It, you're capable of going five and one. I got them going three and three, maybe four and two. Yeah, I, I got them getting three of those first uh, in the Hampton game. I got them going getting going out four and two in the first six. Yeah, I got them three and three, but I can see four and two. Then they're at Elon. I mean, that's a favorite Elon, but not by much. Then they're at William and Mary. Then they're home to Stony Brook, home to New Hampshire, and at Albany. I mean, yeah, I got this team. I got this team winning, winning about five games, five and six. That's what they were a year ago. Um, wouldn't shock me if they're five and six again, or even six and five. What, what, what's your final record for the Hawks? Yeah, I got them uh, six and five there, so that's that's kind of where I'm seeing them. I, I got a big, big lump of about four teams here going four and four in conference, so they're right there for me in this mix. Okay, so at number nine, oh, actually, let's let's talk Campbell then because I have Campbell number five, Oof. Okay. and the logic on Campbell to me is it's another year of them growing up. I know they had lost a ton on the defensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fair, but they've been building. They've had like two or three great recruiting classes in a row. And I really like some of the transfers they brought in. So I just feel like from a talent perspective, another thing is if you go look at Campbell's season last year, pull up Campbell's season from last year, they were certainly better in their record. They were certainly better in their record. They just lost a bunch of close games. And to me, how do you, that's a sign of youth. In my opinion is like, you, you just don't know how to win and close out close games. Um, you look, you look at what they did. First off, they beat North Carolina central who won the celebration bowl and they beat them by 30, right? Yeah, they beat the hell out of them. They kept it within one score within Jackson state with Travis Hunter and everybody lost by eight at Jackson state. They did somehow lose to North Carolina A and T by seven, which is just, uh, I don't know how that happened. Uh, they kept it within six at Bryant. Gardner Webb, FCS playoff team, seven point game. So they were there. The only games they truly got their ass whooped in was like ECU and then uh the uh the William and Mary game week two. 
I think this team is growing up in front of our eyes though. So I, and, and then you tell me that Hajmalik Williams. Now I know they have a shit ton of quarterbacks that have starts, so it's hard to figure out. I would assume cause I've watched Hajmalik Williams over the years and I think he's their best chance at winning, but I don't know. They have, they have a, a ton of starters that they have four quarterbacks that have started college football games. So I like that experience. Now, could they be starting the wrong quarterback? 100% that a concern, but another thing is the running back spot with Michael Jamerson, Nakari Rogers, uh, McDowell, all three back. I, I like the, the, the running back room here. Then you look elsewhere at some of the, some of the positions that they have that, that really have guys that jump out. Even, even a couple guys on the offensive line, Tyler McClellan, uh, Mike Edwards. I think they have a decent offensive line once again. Hopefully it's Hajj Malik Williams because I think uh, he could be he could be the difference maker for them. On the defensive side of the ball, they lost a shit ton. CJ Tillman comes back at the linebacker spot, but this is where I'm banking on them to have the transfers or and the recruits that are just they've been three years now, two three years of recruiting at a really high level. Those guys can just step up, and I think they're I mean two top seventy, including the FBS, two top seventy recruiting classes. That that's got to show up at some point. So that's why I'm high on Campbell. Tell me why you are not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not high on them. I'm I'm extremely extremely interested to watch this team this year. I mean, you're talking top seventy recruiting classes. You're talking G five level. You're yeah. talking P you five know. level sometimes. <laughs> like Boston, yeah. I bet you, you know? like. I mean, maybe Boston College because Halfley had a good year, but like. I would like to see Wake Forest's rankings in the recruit, and they win like not so like cool. you you definitely are out recruiting the shitty end of the Power Five, <laughs> and, and probably honestly really close to out recruiting them because you know they might give Boston College the number f- if you're looking on you know twenty four seven one of the most popular you know they might put Boston College up in the top fifty. That's eh, kind of skewed. Sometimes yeah. they give those guys a couple of extra stars just to just to beef that up a bit. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you know, I think this team could be, could be really good. They got to win those close games, but, but did anyone else, it's gotta be Hosh Malik Williams, right? I think so. I mean, he's, he's your dual threat quarterback that really gives you uh, some electricity in the offense. So that's really interesting running backs, a lot of experience, nothing really popping off the page, but a ton of experience at the position. You gotta love that. You platoon the backs. There you go. Uh, they did lose Bryant Barr, though. That was their leading rusher. So a little interesting there. You hit it. They brought back uh, three or four names, though, that have a couple hundred yards or more. Julian Hill was one of the big names. I noted that they did lose. He's a tight end. He's now uh, playing with the Dolphins in the preseason right now. So um, they brought in a three-star Virginia Tech transfer, Jared Gibble. Try to fill that role. Let's see. But the name I'm really interested in, this guy was there last year. Ezariah Anderson, three-star recruit for Iowa State a, a few years back. Uh, this guy's six foot five, 387 yards, three touchdowns last year. Six foot five, though, you lose your star tight end. I'm thinking he might get a little more uh targets in the red zone there. Defense was what really worried me. I didn't see a ton of the names coming in on defense. So you're really gonna be counting on those recruits. Not really the portal, can, but the recruits. Can I talk for a second though on uh, on the portal gets? A you're recruiting. So you have these guys that probably haven't had a lot of starts, but I think their talent level is up. Mm -hmm. I thought you touched on Lakeem Rudolph, right? The linebacker Uh, from Virginia tech coming in. 
I did not. Okay, know. look, 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 look what they did in the portal, man. Linebacker Lakeem Rudolph comes in from Virginia Tech. Wide mm-hmm. receiver from South Dakota State who won a national championship a season ago. Uh, Tyler Feldkamp comes in from from South Dakota State. NC State wide receiver Josiah Provillian comes in. LSU linebacker Antoine Sampa comes in from Campbell. UCLA offensive lineman Baraka Beckett comes in. Appalachian State safety Jonathan Streeter comes in. I mean, these are some big time gets, guys. Like this is this is what I mean of like I just feel like this team is way more talented now. Yes, if we're looking at returning production, I completely understand the argument, but we know they've been killing it on the recruiting trail. At what point do we start to see the recruiting slash the portal? have it pay off. And when you have a super experienced quarterback who was injured last year for a lot of games, I think you can win a lot more close games. It's my, it's I, my case. There. I, I completely agree with you, man. This, this one's dangerous. Uh, I'm the kind of person I got to see it happen on the field first. So, you know, Hey, maybe Mike Mentor, maybe he's not a great coach. We got to find be. out. That could be, but look, <laughs> you want to crown them crown. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hear me out here on this schedule too. And we're going to go game by game, but when I see North Carolina A and T on the schedule, my eyes light up. When I mm-hmm. see Hampton on the schedule, my eyes light up. When I see Maine on the schedule, my eyes light up. And when I see the Citadel who can no longer cut block, my eyes light up. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about this. Cause week one, Thursday night, I said this is a banger. I think this might be the best FCS game for week one. Campbell is hosting William and Mary. They need to win this fucking game. If they win this game. We, I mean, William and Mary FCS playoff team a year ago. Everyone, most publications I see, they have William and Mary being the top team in the CAA. They return a ton, but Campbell, from a talent perspective, should be on the same level as William and Mary, if not better. If they can win that game, you want to talk about kickstarting your season. You'll have that tiebreaker. Now, like I said, I know they're going to be dogs in that game. So we can even say, but let's roll with me here. If they win that game, then they're at the Citadel. I think they're going to beat the Citadel because these rules are going to really hamper the Citadel. Two and zero. Then they head to Monmouth, who I we have ranked. We have Campbell ranked ahead of Monmouth, or no? I, you had Monmouth one spot ahead, but it's kind of a fifty-fifty game. Well, I think the uncertainty at quarterback for Monmouth is all the difference. I like Campbell to get that. Then they're home to Elon. Now Elon's a very good opponent, right? I don't know. But then after that, Central, they beat North Carolina Central bad a year ago. Now, this time they do have to go to Durham. I, I like Central's roster, but if they beat them that bad a year ago, it makes me think they can get them again. And then I kind of like the back end of the schedule. Talk to me about, about you know, what you what do you have them going at at, at the at the bye week essentially? Like, cause I can really see a, a, a great season here. What do you have like I think if they get William and Mary? I only think they're going to ha- have one loss at the bye. Yeah, so I have them dropping the Monmouth game. Uh, I think Monmouth has a lot coming back on defense, and I, th- I think they're going to play them tough. Second leg of a back-to-back after playing whatever version. I mean, Citadel is still going triple option. It's just uh, kind of where you're talking like Air Force, Navy style, where they're going to be passing more, not talking Army style, where they're going like full shotgun and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're still going to have a physical game there. And then you go on the second leg of the back-to-back, you play Monmouth, ton of talent coming back on defense. I think they do drop that one. I'm really interested. When you look at this conference, you see it's something very interesting throughout the whole bottom to like middle of the conference. You see a lot of like transfers, 
three-star guys coming in from this school, that school. When you look at William and Mary and you look at New Hampshire specifically, or the two I could think of off the top of my head, you don't see that at all. These are blue blood schools. So that is going to tell us so much about the season, but long story short, I got him beaten Citadel. I got him beaten Elon. I have North Carolina central getting a little bit of revenge. I haven't beaten Hampton. So going into the bye, I have them at three and three. See, I would have them at four and two because I haven't losing to William and Mary, but if they were to get that William and Mary game, which you could prep for, for one mm-hmm. fucking month, come on. So then after the bye week though, they're home to Maine, which I think is a win. They're at Richmond, Richmond, even though I know the culture is strong, they're always good. They lost a shit ton. Reese Yadinsky has gone. Uh, I, I just think there's a lot of question marks with Richmond. So I think that is a winnable game. Now, obviously, obviously at North Carolina, they're going to lose, but then home to Delaware, you're hosting Delaware, kind of a 50, 50 game. And then I got you beaten a and T. This is what I love about the schedule here, man, is they don't get New Hampshire, right? They get William and Mary in Delaware, which that sucks, but they're at home in Bowie's Creek. So the road, the road spots are not that daunting to me, especially in conference. You're at Monmouth, you're at Hampton, you're at Richmond and you're at a and T. I think they can go three and one on the road. Now, can they, be, can they win at home is the, the, the big X factor for the season. I can't wait to watch that week, that, that Thursday night game. Um, all in all, I think this team, I dude, they could win the CAA. Like they're that talented. And if, if they can get quarterback play, so I had him fifth. I, I went and put him at fifth because of the uncertainties, but damn, if I don't think this is arguably the most talented roster in, in, in the CAA. Yeah. I mean, hands down. I, I mean, I had him go five and six, four and four. I definitely had him. I had the whole time. I mean, this is one of the most talented teams. So I'm not a person that just jumps on and not that you are either, but seeing the flashy names come in the recruiting, I, I got to see it on the field. I got to see Mike Minter go out there and do it. So a lot of questions. I know there's wiggle room for me to be wrong on that one. And you really, really got to love one thing you got going for you picking this team so high. We both agreed on the three worst teams on this conference and they got all three of them. You have to love that. Yeah. And mix in the Citadel, which I, mm-hmm. you know, which pains me because I want the Citadel to win the fucking national championship. Cause I love them, but uh, all right. Well, look, so at, 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 I'm curious then. So wait, who did you have at nine? You had Campbell, right? Uh, I had Monmouth at nine. You had Campbell Monmouth. at 10 Monmouth yep. at nine. Correct. At nine for me. And I, this is, this is, I don't feel good about this one. And we're going to see him week zero. I had Albany, but I think they Ooh. could be good. I think they could like, dude, I went through and I was like, this team could be really good. Reese Poffenberger is a baller at the quarterback spot. Kavon mm-hmm. Chambers is back at running back. The receivers Hicks and Alexander are very good. Julian Hicks and Roy Alexander. I just, I actually really struggled. Like to me, the top ten teams in this conference, like you said, there's William and Mary and there's New Hampshire that seem to ha- kind of have a a an edge on everybody else. But man, from three to ten, it's razor thin. Um, okay, I'm curious. A, where did you have Albany? So I had Albany at seven. Okay. It's not, we're not that far off then, uh-uh. but once again, I feel like this is a team that I could eat shit with. You know what I mean? Like uh, Poffenberger is the former quarterback player of the year. <laughs> and so you're telling me they're going to have arguably the best quarterback. They have uh, w- some really good wideouts, a talented running back. 
uh, the offensive line, you know, seems to be in decent shape. Um, I don't know. I like, I guess I struggled on the defensive side of the ball, but even their D line jumped out to me with Jun, Jun, uh, Anton Junkaj, AJ Simon and Elijah Hills on the defensive line. I mean, I didn't really find much in the secondary that got me excited, but I'm saying line of scrimmage seems all right. Talk to me about Reese Poffenberger, NC Knicks boy. Uh, and what I love about them is we get them next week, man. Week zero. Remember, next week we're gonna be picking some games. Uh, oh, yeah, and I and I actually kind of favor them in that game. But uh, talk to me about Albany and and what you what you saw from them. Yeah, I mean, this is a team. You know, the reason I kind of pumped the brakes and put them at seven is you know last year three and eight. So kind of questionable there, but uh, you know, they got a good coach. They got the quarterback, the offense. I think there's no questions on offense. You hit all the names. Uh, they also brought in a former Utah walk on at running back phase out uh, Aden Aiden. So interesting to see what happens there with a little bit of an opening with uh running back Todd Sibley being gone, 990 yards, 10 touchdowns last year. So that's the one spot they really got to make up for also tight end Thomas Greeny. He's now uh, playing with the Browns in the preseason, 693 yards, nine touchdowns. So a couple of names you got to make up for, but most of it comes back starting with Poffenberger. Uh, one name I did see in the secondary, Isaac Duffy. He does return as well. Eight passes defended, two interceptions. Um, they lost a couple names. Jackson Ambush, great name for a linebacker. Great name. Ambush. Great name. <laughs> he transfers over to go with Tom Herman at FAU. Uh, AJ Missler graduates. That was their number three tackler. And then safety uh, Samaj Brown graduates as well. They do bring in a Temple transfer, three-star safety to Sean Winston. So the names are there. Little concerned about the defense. I think this offense got popped really weird. They played 12 games. I had to count it like six times. Well, that's because they played at Hawaii. When you do that, there's a waiver. There's a waiver. Look, they had five one-score losses a season ago. So if the, once again, almost like in, in, in Campbell, Cam and fa- Campbell fashion, mm-hmm. if they can find out how to win those close games, the, the great Danes might be having a great year. And I love that name. The great Danes. Uh, <laughs> yes, mascot. yes, absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk about this schedule because dude, they got a nice schedule. They mm-hmm. got a nice schedule here. One thing that jumps out to me, they don't have Delaware. They don't have Campbell, right? They don't have weight. Oh no, they do have William and Mary. Okay. Um, but out the gate week zero, Bob Ford field flow sports folks go subscribe to that because next week we got football Florida coming to Bob Ford field. Northeast football is back, baby. I got, I'm favoring Albany to win. Now, do I think this will be a one score game? I do, but I favor Albany to beat Fordham. How about yourself? Buddy, this is going to be a shootout. It was yeah. a shootout last <laughs> yeah. year. 48 45. I think they get it done, though. I got the Great Danes getting this game. Let's go. Uh, week two, they head to Huntington, West Virginia to take on Marshall. That's not going to be fun, but uh, you do get a week zero game in there. Marshall does not have a week zero game. That helps a little bit. You're still going to lose because Rasheen Ali is really fucking good, and your run defense is probably going to be terrible against Marshall's offensive line. But at least you get the week zero game, so maybe your chances at an upset increase a little bit. Uh, then after that, they head to the Chain Complex in Hawaii. Dude, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, Hawaii. I was impressed with Timmy Chang's development in year one. But if Poffenberger's throwing the ball around, wouldn't shock me if Albany beat Hawaii. It's a far fucking trip, though. 
I'll favor Hawaii. That was a they played Duquesne last year, ten point game with Duquesne. Albany is a lot better than Duquesne in my opinion. So I think this could be a game on the island. But I was impressed with Timmy Chang, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot better as the season went along. I'll I'll favor Hawaii and say one and two at the bye week on September sixteenth. How about yourself? Yeah, Hawaii was one. Uh, this Albany Hawaii game. It was one that I really thought about for the uh, uh, FCS versus FBS upsets that could happen. My problem with it is you're on the road back to back. You're going to go from Albany, go ahead and travel down to West Virginia and play Marshall, and then take trip back to Albany only to fly out there all the way to Hawaii. Um, that's a long trip. So I yeah. got to start out one and two with a win over Fordham. Then they head to Morgan state win. Then they're home to Will- Villanova. I think I might favor Villanova, but it's possible. That's like a 50, 50 game. Then they're at Towson followed by at New Hampshire. Now I do think they will lose to New Hampshire. Then they're home to Rhode Island. I like getting Villanova and Rhode Island at home. Then they're at Maine and then they're hosting William and Mary. All their toughest games with the exception of the New Hampshire game within conference are at home. And then they're at Stony Brook at home to Monmouth. I mean, look, I think I could be really wrong with this team, but I have them ninth and I think they probably have a six and five record personally, but I could be way the fuck off because I see opportunity on the schedule. What's your final record here? Final record, I got them going six and six, four and four in conference, and I do have them pulling off an upset against William and Mary. So oh, yeah, uh, I forgot I'm the twelfth game. That game. <laughs> I forgot the twelfth game. Six and I'll go six and six. I'll meet you halfway there. All there right, uh, folks, hang on. I'm going to stick around. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're fine, but on podcast form, I'm going to jump over to the B side. 